morning, everybody. Hope everybody's doing well. Happy Tuesday for those that are with me live. For those that are watching later, happy whatever day it is. Summertime, July 4th week. A lot to do. A lot to do. We were talking yesterday about this idea of rituals. We've transitioned from last week talking about the why of life. The the underlying reasons for why we do what we do. Not only are they psychological, but they're much deeper than that. They're spiritual. And spirituality is gearing us to understand things in a non-physical way. We spoke yesterday about this idea of change and how change is when we are changing our brains. That's what change is. Change is when we are reprogramming our mind so that what once felt normal now doesn't feel normal. What was once an, a neurological connection to do something or not do something now doesn't feel like that. That's why it's called change. Change is not, I really do want to do these things. I'm really that person, but I have to now hold back who I am because of something else. Right? Change is not... I would love to treat him that way. Every part of me wants to treat him that way, but I can't because I made a resolution or I was inspired or blah, blah, blah. The actual change takes place when you change. When you now treat them, want to treat them differently. Now, the process of change is complex. So if you like zero in on it, there's like an inception of change. There is the the period where the change grows. Then there's the ultimate birth of change, right? There is that moment, that spark when change begins. It begins on a decision. It begins on a, maybe even you can say a resolution properly, but I wouldn't use that word. A commitment is a better word. Because once you commit to something, in a way, you've changed it. Now, you're not changed yet, but you've changed, you're beginning the process. And under a microscope, change begins whenever you make a decision, a real decision to change along the process, the development, if you will, that period of time of growth is the competing the war in your mind where you, all your neuroplasticity says, we don't do this. And now you've got new stuff going on. Someone emailed me about um, reaching for sugar. This, can, this habit of whenever one is stressed, they reach for sugary foods. So once someone starts to change and reach for something else, there's going to be a period of time where your brain's like, well, what are we doing? We're at this crossroad, stressed, and we have what was once one direction, sugar foods. Now you're introducing a new direction. Reach for something healthy. Like, what do we do? So step one of change is I'm changing. Step two of changing is now I'm giving my brain another option when I hit the crossroads. Step three is as I start to implement that, I'm in war. I'm in battle. Because my brain knows how to get to this, 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 this street. But every time we take the street, we go right. 
what's with this whole thing left? When did this happen? What's with us not saying whatever we want to say? What's with this whole like trying things we haven't tried before? We don't try things. We, 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 we pull back. And we say, because, you know, I get, you know, very nervous and I can, and I can, and I can. And I can. Wait, we, we don't, we don't do these things. Like what, what's going on? Your brain's like, hello. Like, who are you? I don't recognize you because you're not this person. And you you don't feel like you. You don't feel like you. It's not me. It's not me. It's not me. One of the great parts of the last gen of two generations ago. I was very I'm blessed, as I say all the time, because my background is diverse. My grandparents on my father's side comes come from Aleppo, Syria. My grandmother, my grandparents came to this country. My grandfather unfortunately passed away young. My grandmother was alone, having half of three of her children sent to Israel back in the 60s and 70s, or the 70s, before ways, before, I mean, um, Skype and Zoom. The rest of her family had to raise alone, like, and then my other side, they're Holocaust survivors. Do you think any of them started their lives when they were little? One in the comfort of Aleppo, Syria, a community that has basically been around since the Second Temple. And until this, Israel started to grow, the government was nice to, to the Jewish community. And then within a few years, basically, they were kicked out. My other grandparents who grew up in Romania and Czechoslovakia, wonderful, very warm communities when they were little. You think they, when they landed on these shores, they said, well, that's not me. That's not me. Yeah, that's not you. Now you got to be bigger. You got to learn how to grow and survive and rebuild with the worst trauma maybe in modern history. That's not me is the battle that takes place between our minds. That's not me is half of my brain saying, this doesn't feel like me. And half my brain goes, yeah, I know I'm changing. I'm changing you. This is the battle. And at some point, depending on what it is that you're doing, how complex the action is, what else is in your brain, at some point it starts to feel like you. And you've changed. At some point you've changed. This happens when sometimes I see with young guys when they get married. Every once in a while I get a guy who gets married and like, he's like, what? I can't hang out with my buddies whenever I want. Like, what's up? They're going skiing. And like, you got to explain to him like, yeah, no, that's not how it works anymore. You're married. You don't just hang out with your buddies whenever you want. You don't go skiing on a ski trip whenever you want. And there's like a transition that takes place until one day he wakes up, I hope. And who he is is someone that's married. He's not fighting between the single guy with his buddies and the married man. He's the married man and his friends adapt to the new reality called married man. How you eat, how you talk, what you do, your connection to God, your connection to your customers. That's how growth works. If I can simply my humble opinion. So yesterday we spoke about where we, where our failure is. You see our failures take place because we think we have unlimited willpower. And we think the reason why I can't go from zero, from zero to four, if 
through all the stages because I don't want it bad enough. And if I would just want it badly enough, then I would get through it. If I would just want it badly enough, then I would decide I'm not eating that. And then I would start building neuroplasticity. I'd hold on. My other things would be like, no, let's have sugary food. You'd be like, no. And then I would just take it to the end and I would change. It's as if, and I think Marie pointed this out. It's as if like, we're just code that we can just type in now eat healthy, click. And now all of a sudden, like my brain's like, uh, healthy. Now be nice to family. Uh, okay. Kids. Hi. Who wants to read Goodnight moon? Like as if we're just a robot that we have to com- just fix the coding. It's much more complicated than that. The reason why most of us fail in our resolutions is because we are misusing willpower. If we think that what's stopping us is the lack of willpower, then we're wrong because there isn't enough willpower. We're misusing the resource. So once you go at it a couple of times and you start to feel, you go, oh, it must be me because I've been making the same resolution for 20 years and I keep on not being able to do the thing that I want to do. I guess I don't have it. I guess it's not me. But once we realize that willpower is a finite resource, that all you get every day is a little bit, we start to change how we deal with those moments that are difficult for us. Because if I know change is difficult, and I have a certain resource that's going to go down, it's going to deplete, then I have to be very strategic with what I am going to the well for. There's a whole, there's a whole big thing about uh, Mark Zuckerberg and Steve Jobs. I don't know if you've read this thing before, where they all wear the same clothes. Have you seen this before? Steve Jobs, and I don't know if he invented this or not, but he popularized, if I remember this correctly, a black turtleneck and jeans. And yes, Leron, exactly. And, 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 um, and, uh, and Zuckerberg did as well. Leron knows exactly where I'm going. He's always a step ahead. Is that they, 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 Zuckerberg also did the same thing. Why? Because they said less decisions. What does less decisions mean? Who cares? Who cares if you wake up in the morning and you pick out your clothes? How hard is that? The answer is to a guy like Steve Jobs and Mark Zuckerberg who have so much on their heads every day, they recognize that if I can make one less decision in the morning, what to wear, I'm going to save a small little bit of my emotional willpower. I'm going to save that ounce that I would have had to go into the well for. Do I wear the white shirt or the blue shirt? Do I wear this tie or do I wear that tie? Did you, what do I, that morning routine would have sucked out a drop of my willpower and I would now not be able to use it for how hard this is. Andy Boltax is putting up right now. This is what you get when you're with us live. You got my crew over here. Andy already put up the Inc. Magazine article about that. Why successful people wear the same thing every day. So we have to understand that. Thank you, Miriam. We have to, st- we have to understand that what we're doing every day when we engage in the world is going to the well for our willpower. So here's what that means. You go into the office, let's say, wherever your office is, and you start to get involved in some, dr- some drama. You pick up the phone and someone's got drama. This person did this and this person did this. You're in your house and you're right about something. And you know, because you've been living in the same house for a bunch of years, that if you bring this up, 
it will have no constructive benefit by that comment to your wife, that comment to your kid, that comment to your congregant. It's not going to change anything. You know it and I know it, but you're right. So you are about to bring it up and then you say to yourself, wait, that's like seven units of energy that is going to nothingness. How about I just smile? Everybody's happy. And I got seven more units of energy to, to, to put into my life. Do you know how much, thank you, Nero. Do you know how much, I appreciate all your comments on the side. You guys are awesome. Do you know how much energy we're giving up to nothingness? I'm a huge sports fan if you haven't been able to tell. Do you know that I took a year off from watching the Yankees? Which, by the way, if you know me, is like, you did what? Did you not eat for that year? And I'll tell you what happened. The Yankees played the Red Sox, like, I don't know, like 10 years ago in the conference championships. The Red Sox and the Yankees are in the same conference. And the Yankees were up 3 nothing in the series after doing four games. And I believe it was the bottom of the ninth. And Boston got a hit and a hit and a hit, ended up winning that game and won the series set, uh, four to three. The level of pain that I was in after that series, the level of actual emotional anguish, I said to myself, I cannot give the Yankees this much emotional exhaustion. I don't make any money from the Yankees. I love them. I've been watching the Yankees since I could, before I could remember. I listened to Yankee baseball in my bed in the summers after I said, I'm sleeping, and I would listen. Uh, are you kidding me? Yankee baseball for a New Yorker? It's too much. So I had to take a year off, no baseball, for one year because I was giving it too much emotional energy. We are free with our emotional energy. We go to the, we go to the bank. We have, God says, okay, you wake up in the morning, you get a good night's sleep. Here you go. Here's your willpower. Good luck. And we're like, sure. Anybody want a piece? Here, I'll get involved in this fight that I can't even help. Sure. I'll watch the news, which, which gives me zero ability. There is informational moments that I need to do. I'm not going to live in a bubble. But then there's the stuff that I watch just so that I can go, yeah, yeah. Like I watch the stuff that I already agree with just so that I can look at the screen and go, those people on the other side, they're ridiculous. Why are they even here? And I just get, I get all worked up by the news because I hate this person. I love this person. And I get all, and then I go watch things and I do things and I get involved in conversations and things and I pick fights. And before you know it, it's like noon and I'm exhausted. I haven't done anything. Nothing, nothing's going to change my life. So then I start doing things like I go to the gym, let's say, or I try to eat healthier. Maybe I could, you know, learn something I don't know before or, or read something or connect to my family in a real way. And as I get home, I'm blown out. I got nothing left. That's exactly right. That's why they always say, write down your four things to do every day. Circle the hardest one and do it first. You know why you do things first? Because you're filled. How are we going to talk about change? How are we going to be serious about change if the resource that we need to change, which is willpower, because willpower is what's going to help us when the brain goes, we don't do this. When there's the battle in your mind between what you've done and what you want to do, when you've got the cognitive battleground and you're going to need to hold your ground and tell your own brain, which feels like you, we're not doing this anymore. That requires real willpower. This isn't somebody else you're fighting. This is yourself you're fighting. This isn't a, 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 an enemy that you can recognize. This is the enemy that's in your mind. 
Which one's you? Which one's not? As Jack emailed me last week. Wait, when I give, am I taking? Am I taking when I'm giving? I don't know. When I give to my wife, am I giving to her? Am I giving to me? I don't know. It's hard. This stuff's serious. That's why there's only a few people that do this. That's why the rest of the world comes home after a long day and just veges. That's why every single content platform, do you realize that every single content platform is posting today? You know that you can go to Netflix and Hulu and Amazon Prime and now you've got Disney Plus and then there's a thousand more and everybody is getting more and more and more and more content. How much content can we digest? The answer is a never ending amount because that's what happens when we waste our attention on stuff doesn't matter. By the time the end of the day comes, it's like seven, eight o'clock at night and we're spent. So all we can do is veg. So I want to feel important. So someone, I can't do it myself. So someone, please, somebody put important, put something important on, on the screen, please. Please. Can I watch someone play a game so that, that I can see somebody else fighting hard for what they believe in? Can I watch a story about somebody, please? Or better yet, can I just escape? I had this with a client that we're working with right now who's in the entertainment business talking about different content, whatever. And he says, no, we're not doing anything real. We're doing just escapism. I said, really? Because life is too serious for people. I'm like, really? We're up to that now? Escapism? Let me just like sit back and just like escape. We're living in, it's been a hard couple of months, but we're living in the greatest era in modern history. We're living in a political scheme where everyone's like, everybody hates each other. Really? Have you seen the civil war? Last time they hated each other a couple hundred, a couple of hundred years ago or so, when they hated each other, a little bit more, they killed each other. Everybody likes to think that we're living in the worst time ever and everything's been terrible. It's never been worse than this. We're living in pretty decent times. We got to escape it. Where does this come from? You know where it comes from? Exhaustion. It comes from exhaustion. It comes from the fact that from the second I wake up, I'm being hit by everybody and I, I am indiscriminate with where I place my willpower and so by the time I come home through my day or out throughout my day I am lost so I have to now connect my emotional attention to things on the outside it never ends we're exhausted we're exhausted emotionally and the reason we're exhausted emotionally is because we take maybe the most powerful resource that we have which is our willpower, and we are, we don't, we don't put a guard at the gate. We hand it out like it's candy, not like it's gold. If we want to change, like if we're serious, let me ask you a question. Now we've been talking about journaling. Anyone been journaling every day? If not, how come? Because it's hard. Thank you, Orit and Levon. You're on, Steve. Awesome, you're making it worth it. If you're out there doing it, you're getting it. If you're not, it's because it's hard. And I got to put emotional energy into that thing. Awesome. Thank you, Ann. That's the game that we're in right now. We have to start to become guardians at the gate. And the gate is our willpower. When you walk through life, you look around and go, is that worth my willpower? Steve Jobs are doing it. Yeah, exactly, Liron. Liron's ahead of me. And you're always ahead of me, Liron. We're, we're going to talk about habits later this week, but Liron's already giving us a preview of where I'm going to be going. You skate to where the puck is going. I know it. But let's start by first recognizing this. 
Let's be real with ourselves. Take the day and just be mindful. Be mindful. Where am I putting my energy? Where am I putting my energy? And if we put our energy in, before we do anything, just watch it. Remember we spoke about peace and truth? Don't worry about peace. Peace is integration. Just worry about truth. If we get real with each other, with ourselves, that my energy is leaking, then we'll start to understand, okay, how do I plug the holes? And once we start to get back our energy and our willpower, now we can start to put it to where we really need it, which we'll talk about tomorrow. All right, everybody. Thanks so much. Love you guys. Thanks so much for tuning in and have an incredible day. And with God's help, I can't wait to see you again tomorrow.